Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening slash afternoon slash morning, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. With me my co-host all the way from the land of the red dragon and where they spell everything funny the gold standard in ghost hunting the star of the west files mr steve parsons good evening they don't just spell it funny they say it funny as well yeah i wouldn't even know that it's like no i they say can you imagine i can't even speak english with if i was welch it'd be ridiculous my, my, my my poor boys have to learn it at school do they really yeah, oh, compulsory. Well, so you don't have a, a national language? Yeah. Well, each of the four nations has a national has language. Has their own national language. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we obviously... Kind of um, sucks. <laughs> being in, yeah, but we all speak English. Um, oh. From England, of course, we speak English. Um, mm. in, Wales, in Wales, they all talk Welsh, and they all say Borda, Ichi, and Dayown. Um, yeah, and then the two, the two uh, Scotland and Ireland have Gaelic and Gaelic. Mm. I put Gaelic on my cellar sometimes. Yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> no. Oh, that's that's too much. Do you well, know I that? Go open... to visitor tomorrow. Oh, oh, uh, I don't know which. Uh, I, I, I have a vi- I have a visitor tomorrow. All right, I'll let you your visitor. We'll go with your visitor. Okay. Well, you would know him. It's one um, Professor Dylan Jones. Professor? Well, you know, parapsychologist. Uh, Self-enti- self-titled parapsychologist? Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> getting bored of titles, to be honest with you. Uh, really? Yep. Mm. Is he bringing the old caravan and parking it on no, the... No, no, just a one-day one, just a one-day trip. Hey, I want to read you something before we start. Um, okay, I find it. I'm here. Where is it? Where is it? I've probably lost it now. Um, oh, that's good. Hang on. Bear with me. we to kill show time, yeah. Well, you search, know... Search yeah. crap. I mean, we can just kill... No, searching for crap, honestly. Find here it. you go. Here you go. Right. This is This is the title of a webinar. That's being, uh, yeah, one of these Zoom webinars. I'm not going to say the name of the of the researcher because obviously that would give it away. But I just want you to, because my my response to reading this was sweet Jesus. But paranormal researcher blank blank will discuss how paranormal explanation is a method of self-expression and coping mechanism for traumatic events in one's life. She will discuss personal supernatural experiences oh, and, how they co- and how they coincide with significant events in her life. Additional bleep will discuss how society has processed and expressed belief in the supernatural through artistic venues like the arts and how this was used to process trauma in, of its time. Finally, she will explore the, the co- 
Finally, she will explore the culture of the paranormal community and how, in many ways, investigators are coping with stress, historical trauma, PTSD and more, making the case that the paranormal is truly a form of self-expression. Oh, shoot me. That is the title. <laughs> That's the title, but it's the subject matter that we're actually, you know, researching I got paranormal lost, like, because first line. <laughs> well, basic basically what it says is that we're only really interested in the paranormal because we're traumatized and we we use it as a release. Really? Apparently so. Huh. Nothing about science and you, know. you said she, so I'm not Well well come on, that's gotta be a girly one. Yeah. Well I read right away immediately I thought of Vienna Winstra. But uh she doesn't no. seem the type that would have a title. She like isn't. That. She isn't. No. Uh, in no. fact her response was sweet Jesus as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for those who don't know Doctor Anne Winsper. Dr. Anne Winsper, uh, indeed. Yeah, she, she's a, an incredible person from what I can see. Now, you know a whole lot person, I don't. Oh, but I know. she's like wicked gothy, too, huh? Oh, she has got bright purple hair. Well, I think it's purple. I, know, I see her pictures. It's like, it, it like kills me. It does I mean, change. I mean, it's a bad way at all. And red yeah. and, yeah. you know. And I, I saw her, her early goth picture, and it was like, oh, uh-huh. goodness gracious. Um, that she hasn't changed much. <laughs> I know, from what I can see. I mean, she's got a few more tattoos now. I know. <laughs> she cracks me up. She really does. She really, I really, think. Really I think. Does. I think we'll have to get her on the show in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Why? So you can beat up on me? <laughs> yeah, because she always gives you a hard time. Oh, she does not. All right. Well, I'll ask her does if she? she'll come on. Does she? Well, we'll find out. I'll get her on the show. Oh God. I I respect her because she's herself, and yet she's wicked smart as well. So she's pursuing two. She is indeed. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. I, I have have to say that I do get beaten up by her. You do. Verbally and physically. Yeah. You know what my official title in parascience has always been? Because as yeah, for those that don't know, Anne and I co-founded parascience about 30 years ago and um my out to the outside world my job title within the group is investigations coordinator which means that i basically make sure that everything works Uh, yeah but my my uh my actual title is scapegoat (laughs) why you get blamed for everything that goes wrong yeah uh, yeah, it's always my fault. Um, and 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 is the she master, is a woman, right? And is the master <laughs> controller behind Parasigns. But we'll 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 do that when we get Anne on the show. We'll, yeah. we'll let her um, explain is, the she dynamics. Is, she is attaining uh, rock star status with me right now. She has rock star status in the paranormal community as well. She uh, does. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. I've never but heard of her until you know. She I met does. You. She does her well. Um, that's because uh, for a lot of years, of course, Anne was following an academic route, um, mm, and, that, and, uh, and obviously she, she works full time as well. Um, whereas I maintained my path through the investigation side of things, which, of course, puts me into the public 
front and center a little more okay, yeah. Um, yeah uh but within the paranormal community certainly here in the uk and certainly within the academic community and is um absolutely up there hmm. intriguing so yes i yeah someday i hope to meet her if i ever can get my passport and get my ass over there so your passports your vaccinations you need now I'm all set. I'm like super vaccinated. Well, that's good news. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, so that's that's interesting. But uh, in the beginning of the show, we had that opening, and you know that opening's probably 20 years old. I think it was made in Canada for me. I'm not sure though. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. Boom, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Come with us. Yeah. Don't want to. And in the very end of the show, we have uh, goalies and goose and goalies and uh, one-legged and all that crap. Um, that was that was uh, spoken by Ronnie Ford from WCCM, who he did the voiceover on that. And he's actually passed away many years ago. And so his ghost always ends my show, which I thought was very apropos. Well, it is now. It's um, the one, the one, the one part of that um, intro to the show that always grinds my gears is the. But you will Grind not believe. Like that. Is the way you will not believe. No, you won't. Well, because you're like shocked. Well, back in the days, you remember when I started this, the paranormal. It's like, you know, it's like saying, no, "Well, they're just no TV paranormal shows," and people were like, "Ooh." Yeah, but it's like saying, um, you know, listen to the people on the show, but they're bullshitting. No, it, it's it's more like I, I see your point of view. Uh, I, wait a minute, I hear where you're coming from, but <laughs> <laughs> you paid attention then. <laughs> but uh, the, the, I think the 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 purpose of that was the, the the thing so astounding that you won't believe. Even though we've presented this, you'll be astounded that that you just couldn't believe it because it goes against all of you but yeah oh that's good i'm glad you you uh i'm glad you take notice of the opening and it grinds your well, gears as you say hear it every week don't i yeah i, I guess have you done do. for the last nine years yeah just think how long i've been listening to it i have got to, i have got to dig up uh the first show i ever did uh for a pay, uh it was terrestrial radio and, and maureen was my co-host at that time and the first show I ever did, it was it was during, um, I think it was on the air at 5.30 because the, the tagline was Rush Hour just got uh, scarier. And uh, yeah, so, uh, and also we had another one, uh, bringing a whole new meaning to the dead air. Those were our two taglines at that time. But anyways, Maureen was my co-host. So the first show I ever did, they they put it up in the paper, the, the station did, they, they gave it a lot of publicity and, and they come in and I'm, I'm all set to go, and there's no Maureen. So I'm opening the show up, and I'm like, uh, good, good, yeah. It's like, I couldn't believe how good bad I was. <laughs> yeah, just about. <laughs> uh, then she finally walked in a few, just a couple of minutes late, in all fairness to her. But it, it just, like, really threw me well, off. That's what, that's what people don't realize, is it, that, you know, with um, when they see these polished television productions, because – on a television show, there are innumerable takes until you get mm -hmm. it right, or until well, it was often Kieran that used to 
need all the text, but um, <laughs> until you finally got your bit right. Or, and or they would sometimes make you do it again anyway um, oh, yeah. and say, that was great. Um, can you say it again? Well, you better remind me what I just said. Um, exactly. Don't you kill it. <laughs> yeah, do the same thing. It's like, uh, you know, thing. I'm not reading the script here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm winging it. Um, so, uh, but with radio, of course, um, and it, it happened to me recently, well, three years ago now, can you believe, with the West Files. You find yourself in a studio and you've got to start it all over again. And um, all of a sudden, the trailer stops, the mic slider goes up, and you're on. And you can't do a yep. second take if you fluff your lines and you yep. can't. And I, I, I've always taken the approach with radio um, that it is live and you are a human and to try and convey that to the audience exactly. then don't then don't bury the mistakes you know no. if if things go wrong like we had for i got into terrible trouble on the west files um from the station manager well well i say terrible trouble i'm exaggerating he he had um some wise words for me uh about I six months in because uh i would come in and we had a it's an old office chair in the studio and uh because over time, you know, it, it's the only chair that the presenter sits in because it was a single studio back then. Uh, now we've got two studios and it was it, it had taken a battering, you know, uh, different presenters sitting on it and jumping up and swiveling around and rocking on it and what yada yada. And it, it had a terrible creak. And I would come in, I'd go, oh, look at the state of this studio. The chairs creaking again and the mess oh, everywhere. And oh, honestly, the day staff in this, they're like, it's like a pigsty in here. Wow. Never, never mind. We'll put some music on and I'll get the hoover out and I'll, I'll dust around and we'll start the show properly. And that was part of the, you know, just the life of the studio. Um, and there was never a complaint from a listener. The only complaint I've had was this station manager. You're making us sound like we're unprofessional. We'll, we'll tidy yeah, the bloody no, studio up then. Yeah. yeah exactly. You know, and he hates he hates dead air. Absolutely. Every, I mean, in, well, in radio. Absolutely. In radio, yeah. In radio, that is the killer, isn't it? Dead yeah, air. Yeah, of course it is. You um, never have dead air. So, but we we had an issue um ooh, a while a while back. I'm giving away all the secrets now. I'm gonna be in trouble. He never listens. Um and they moved the sports show into the slot immediately before us. And whereas previously the, the show prior to us used to finish about 10 before, and then there was a pre-recorded you know, was music, which gave yeah, us a chance yeah. to move, move in and get set up. And uh, this live uh, sports show just kept overrunning. So they would finish as the news slot started and gave us about 30 seconds. Oh, so what we exactly um and that was no time at all because their setup was very different than ours so we had to you know like this was chaos so we we first of all complained that got us nowhere so what we did was we we used the jingle from um elevator music two minutes two and a half minutes of elevator music <laughs> <laughs> but funny enough with the west files is uh it it I'd done a show with the BBC years before with Anne um, and that started 
that started at drive time. That was a five five thirty uh, slot as well. Uh, back in the day, then they moved. We were we we were guested onto the drive time show for uh, a half hour slot uh, once once a month. Then we got a weekly late night slot, and that was a killer, absolute killer, uh, because we spent all of our time constantly worrying about the next show. So you'd come off air and you'd you'd immediately focus on the next show and about right. how you were going to do it. And, uh because it's the bbc yeah yeah it was the bbc, yeah, 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 it was the BBC so there was a there was a certain you know there was a there was a, a a very thick book of things that you can and can't do with the bbc yeah and and late at night um the bbc regions all joined together to become a national network and so oh, we, so you were national yeah so we were national um but it was just so we we we, we dropped it then back to monthly um but we we were the only show i think on the bbc that had a theme tune and it was the same theme tune i carried over to the west files which was the doors track people are strange yeah that's a good one so there you go you need a license to play it that's the only problem with well stuff. well we're, we're lucky with, with having the broadcast stations because they obviously have the the music licenses and yeah. there's a funny thing there because we uh we had Richard people don't Felix. realize that in the podcast they just like play music sometimes yeah. and stuff like that they don't have well, licenses they, they and these these people that own these songs actually have uh logarithms of stuff that they look for yes, they do and, yes they yeah. do um but we had Richard Felix on as our guest uh, a couple of weeks ago on the West Files. And one of the things that we have to abide by are the British broadcasting regulations, uh, which is, um, you know, broadcast radio, uh, as in America, here in the UK, it's regulated. And we're not allowed to have one hour of uninterrupted speech unless we are a stated talk radio station, which, of course, and the radio station here in West Wales isn't. Huh. So, so to get round it, well, we, we have the theme tune, so that, that does count. But we have to play a minimum number of minutes of music per hour. Oh, wow. So Not, not um, easy with Richard, by the way. Very not easy with Richard. <laughs> <laughs> we had to basically, shut up, we've got to put some music on now. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the raw, it's the law. <laughs> Uh, he didn't come in studio, did he? No, 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 no. Uh, oh. We're not allowed yet. Uh, COVID. Oh. Uh, plus, it, plus, he lives 200 miles away, but uh, COVID re- regulations. What we're trying to set up at the moment, um, they the technology is quite advanced in the studio, but some of it uh, is too advanced, and we haven't, yeah, haven't had the training on some of it yet. Mm-hmm. Um Skype was sort of bypassed and they jumped straight to Zoom and we haven't mastered that yet for the late night shows because um, we're we're secondary to the daytime shows Hmm. in that respect. So um, for you, for our listeners, I I know some of you have heard before, but is it available for our listeners if they want to hear Uh, it? If you go to purewestradio.com. Purewestradio.com. There you go. All one word. Uh, purewestradio.com and uh, if you click on the podcasts and scroll down to it's the second Thursday of each month you'll find the West Files and then excellent have a listen there there you go we actually have a music show now as well um, 
Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, which was which was really stressful. No, just just <laughs> think how bad. I'm working on a love show, Doctor Love Show. <sighs> so uh, yeah, that's that'll be even more challenging. But uh, yeah, it's it's going along, and I mean, something happen. as simple as you know playing music. You think, oh, it's got to be easy. You know, you, you not know, just that, right? I mean, there are I've you know there are automated stations. Be quite frankly, I mean, WCCM has one automated station that that's what it is. It's all totally automated, and it just plays music and uh, pre-recorded things. So it's that's just it. So I mean, you you know, we have to do the sort of fifteen. 15 second to 90 second fillers between the tracks. Yeah. It's you know, really hard. <laughs> do you know that 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 studio, the, the WCCO, the net now, uh, New England talk radio, um, it, there's like, I, 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 I'll have to get the number again, but it, it's, it's some ridiculous number of studios in that building. You, you wouldn't recognize it because all the, you know, you go down these corridors that bend and turn and everything. And a lot of that's for sound, I found out. That's mm-hmm. why they do it. Uh, but, yeah, there's a uh, inordinate number of studios. I'm going to have to get the number and uh, let you know. But, yeah, it's quite a bit. Well, when I came over or when I came back in 2019 after the you, 18, sorry, after you'd fitted, um, after they'd fitted those new absolutely state-of-the-art web, webcam, presenter webcams. Oh. Um no, I said tiny I mean, the, studio. The studio is tiny, but it those those uh, webcam microphone systems that, that are in use there, um, which you use on the morning show, um, are fantastic. And we've been trying to persuade our studios to buy them as well um, because they're not hugely expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they would be a tremendous asset to the show because yeah. nowadays people, the majority of people listen on Facebook. Facebook Live is, um, you know, looking at the numbers. Um, the Facebook Live shows are getting way more uh, traction than the internet radio shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking but they're of, still a long way behind broadcast. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, if you, you don't know about the morning show, the morning show is on Facebook Live, but it's all, uh, if you go to uh, Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition, you can watch it there. They're also recorded there, so you can watch them after the fact. Uh, but it's also broadcast on Terrestrial Radio uh, FM, and uh, and Toji Nut is also has picked up the audio, and you can listen to the audio now on Toji Nut if you go to Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition. So. That's another cool place you can uh, listen to it. So uh, another show. The show is good. We, we've had some fun with it. Uh, we've been looking at a lot of strange, different things. Uh, anyway, but I don't want to get into too much of it. But check it out sometime. Uh, it, check out the West Files as well. So you, uh, on the Next Generation show, we talked a little bit about your, your new book coming out, Ghostology, the remake or the reboot or whatever the hell it is and the revised uh, edition <laughs> revised edition okay and uh i, I was wondering what's the difference you, you and richard when we had richard on the mm-hmm. the show last week you talked about so you want to be a ghost hunter is yeah. how is that very very from ghostology or, or does it it's it's the um forerunner the antecedent of um ghostology 
Um, when when uh, I was on Most Haunted, I'd already started, uh, I'd been asked to do a number of, um, you know, these public presentations. Oh, yeah. um, and they were themed around me passing on the lessons that we'd learned within parascience, mm-hmm. you know, um, not as a you must do it this way, but for God's sake, don't do it that way because <laughs> <laughs> we've tried it and it, it'll just end badly. Um, and we used to call it, so you want to be a ghost hunter. Oh. And then um, when we finished on Most Haunted, Richard and I were working on some projects together. And this one I'd mentioned to him and we, he liked the idea and we, we developed um, the video. Mm-hmm. Um, we Which continued is for Richard, Richard's it site is richardfelix.com, I think, or.co.uk. Anyway, just Google Richard Felix, it's yeah, Google you'll find Richard, it. Um, after, after we'd finished the video, uh, Richard went on to do other video projects. He was working on the Battlefield Ghost with Derek, mm-hmm. and Kieran O'Keefe and I then worked, um, So You Want to Be a Ghost Hunter up into a proper course uh which we we did for a number of years ah. um and so you want to be a ghost hunter when when we when we ceased working uh when when we stopped doing the course i still had all of the material i'd written and um that became you know i, I wanted to change the title the title became so it was the ghostology pre- ghostology yeah, because oh. I re I retitled the course from So You Want to Be a Ghost Hunter to Ghostology, and the book was derived from the course notes. Mm-hmm. So it, th- there is a linear sort of progression through. I see. Uh, okay, so I was curious about that. Uh, let me see what we're doing time-wise. Oh, we're getting there, aren't we? Um, I, I do want to mention that uh, on the second show, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, I will be joined by uh, Lighthouse Historian, Jeremy Dontremont, and one of the reasons is that on June 8th is the 200th anniversary of the light, and we'll be doing a, uh, a special investigation uh, that night. So that's that's. I was exciting. looking at that picture you posted of um, Portsmouth Harbour Light, uh, 1956 cool? photograph. Yeah. I, I never knew there were all those buildings inside the fort. Mm-hmm. That was yep. uh, I, 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 you know, I zoomed in on it. I was having to look around, going, "Well, there's the oil house, and that's the that's the gun thing, and that's where the coast guard station is." But there was like those four extra huge, what were the were the like billets for the coast guard? Yeah, I could show. Well, no, I could. Well, this is a long story. The, the, one of the buildings was used as a, a mine uh, mm-hmm. for mines during the war and stuff. So that there's different ones. Um, I I have. Uh, well, we're running. Well, well, we ran out of time. All right, I'll, I'll talk to you when I get back. Anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Passon and Ron Kolak right here on Tojanet and Parax Radio, brought to you by Circles the Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, not the Andover, Massachusetts, and our very, very good friends on Patreon on Ghost Chronicles Radio. We'll be right back after the following messages.
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Bear Eggs family. Cat out, lock up your daughters. It's time for the second half of tonight's Ghost Chronicles International Edition with New England's own Van Helsing and the gold standard in goat hunting. And you were telling me about Fort, uh, well, I call it Fort William and Mary because I'm British. That's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually, uh, um, when I was chairman of the Friends of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse, I'm still on the board, but no longer chairman. Um, I hosted a group of uh, an organization that what they do is they are historians of all the forts up in, in the United States. They, they uh, well, they're basically the history of each place. And one of the things they did uh, was, was give me the complete history of that whole fort complex, which is amazing. And uh, I was also able to uh, get the, uh, other structures, which are by the park a lot, the old fort uh, and batteries, including the Wabash Tower, open for uh, their uh, group to come in and look at it, which was a truly unique experience. And I had a I had a blast to it. But uh, do you know that Keeper's House? That Keeper's House was moved there. That was originally way by the Coast Guard station, and they moved it to its current location. Um. It's in its current location in the 56 photograph. Yeah, so, it was prior to that. Yeah, but I also noticed there was like a lookout tower um, further along from where the Coast Guard station is now. You know, all these um, yep. hut type things on a pylon. I have uh, some maps and everything I could show you. Even the fort, I have the fort. I'd like uh, to see them when they come over next. Yeah. God willing, uh, I, God willing I, next year. I may have it on a maybe, PDF file. Hopefully. I can even send it to you. Who knows? That would that would be marvelous. Smashing yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so it's the 750th anniversary. Yes, yeah, 750th, 250th anniversary of the same. Your country's not that old. <laughs> uh, that the that lighthouse was the first lighthouse north of Boston. Uh, no doubt built by the British. Uh, 
Don, I, you know what? I know the history of but it was built several times. Originally, it was a wooden structure. Well, 250 years ago, it, you were still Britain. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. just saying. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Just putting that out there. It might have been yeah. Norsk. I don't know. Since you, you know, rebelled, wanted, wanted taxes and representation and all I, that. Speaking about that, I, I, I saw a, uh, an interesting uh, documentary on um, the attack on uh, Canada by during the War of 1812. And I did not realize, but most of Canada was American. Uh, it, the, most of the population came from uh, the Loyalists uh, during the Revolution, moved up there, and also... Um, Oh, other people that moved from the, the United States that just traveled there and they stay there. So the United well, States were, and they were also encouraged up there as settlers because yeah. we wanted to boot the French out. Yeah, and uh, so it, it's it's interesting, but it was it was kind of you could see it was written by the Canadian point of view, and it, it was really interesting <laughs> uh, uh, what they how they say you know what we thought is our thing but uh you know they're making us look like the bad guy in this like uh we invaded canada because we figured that the population would uprise and, well you did and, and then uh, you yeah, did invade canada exactly and then and you then, got your ass loyal loyal to the the king yeah. uh population and, stood their ground and <laughs> yeah whooped whooped your ass yeah there was Although one... they did they did leave you a, a very valuable uh, legacy that exists to this day. The White House um, is is a direct result of the 1812 um, war because it was accidentally set set a fire to yeah. by by so, wait, the wait, British wait, troops. No, it was actually it was it, it's in the military records. It was an accident, and then they yeah. worked yeah. very hard to try and yeah. put it out. Oh, sure. But it, it was smoke blackened and a, a bit charred. And so they painted it oh, white. Why did you guys for it? Yeah, well, so anyway, the Americans painted it white, and it was called because American, you know, lacked imagination back then, and um, called so, it. Oh, it's the White House. Mm -hmm. So they. God did smite you for doing that, attacking our capital. <laughs> they were moved on. They moved on to. Uh, I take. Uh, where was it? I forget now. But they moved moved their forces down the peninsula and everything else, and then. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, a freak storm came up and destroyed a, a bunch of ships, uh, killed a bunch of men. It was unbelievable. Uh, God smattered them and saved our country. So there, there you go. And we've worked why. together. We've worked together ever since. Yes, we have. In fact, anyway. that was the only spat that we've ever had. Um, yeah. And obviously, yeah, well, we would call it a, an unpleasantness. And, and you know, I mean, this whole... British understatement, right? Well, you know, the whole of the uh, American War of Independence was, was started on a misunderstanding. Um, you know, there are many, many history books that write about um, how it started and, and who said what and who did what. And yeah, in, yeah. In actual fact, it, uh -huh. was, it, it all comes down to Boston Harbour and the Tea Party. Uh-huh. And the British were just affronted that the Americans had put the water in before the milk and the sugar. Yeah. You never do that. You massacre, don't put them you never put the milk in first. Yeah. 
shot heard around the world, the Boston Massacre. Yeah, but it's because you stole the guns from Fort William and Mary and then ran no, off. No, with no, them. not then, not then. Uh-uh. Our brave. What was it? What was it? Fort William and Mary. How many? How many um, American? Six uh, British and four hundred Americans. Exactly. <laughs> we did let you fire your guns, so you you, you could, just, could say that you didn't go without a fight. <laughs> Well, you know, we we might be many things, but the Brits are not stupid. <laughs> you know, when there's 400 Americans coming over the hill and the six of you, you look around and go, "Yeah, I think we better surrender." <laughs> I mean, but you guys did this. I mean, you did the opposite in the Falkland Wars, where oh, yeah. you had you had oh, yeah. <laughs> troops, a lesser number of troops, oh, yeah. but you beat the crap out of a superior force. Well, you know, it's one of the. It, it's, I suppose it's one of the. We always start uh, many of our great wars. Um, Falklands with, a great uh, war. Um, well, <laughs> we think it's so because we won. Um, but, you know, <laughs> we, all, we all, I mean, you, know, you go back to um, 1914, and we got we got our asses kicked by the Germans, and we went back and we we eventually sorted it out, and then we get to 1939. And we got our asses kicked by the Germans and we got thrown out of France and we eventually sorted that one out as well. With the Americans help. Uh, both times the Americans came in. Um, late. Buddies. Late. Late. Yeah, in that's both wars. It's called fashionably late. Um, and then we, <laughs> like the cavalry, just arrive in the nick of time. Exactly. <laughs> to we arrive, have, to arrive that, too to, early. To well, that's a British thing, yeah. To arrive too early is, is ungentlemanly. Um, in the nick of time would do nicely. I liked it. <laughs> it's a it's a well known British saying. I actually it reminds me from my my own uh, days um, under canvas. Um, there was we had a patch and we'd stolen it from the Americans and it was from an American you know one of these uh, Hercules gunship um, squadrons uh, that we use in Vietnam. Remember the Green Berets that, and uh, John Wayne. No, do you remember John Wayne and the Green Berets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, yeah. send for a spooky. And it was the old Dakota gunship. Oh, okay. And now now they've got C-130s doing the job, but they have these big guns sticking out the sides and at the back. And, uh, Still for well, we had too. Uh, well, we didn't use them, but um, we, were, we were working with uh, an American gunship squadron, and uh, they had this really cool patch. And they still have it, you know, whichever the unit is. I can't remember now. But um, and the patch says, there's no point running. You'll only die tired. (laughs) (laughs) Which which I thought was marvelous. I do, too. I think that's very good. They had another great one as well from the other unit that was based there. And it said, uh, kill them all. Let God sort it out. That's an old one. That's really. But that's 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 a line from. Oh, where is that from? I can't. It's in a movie, though. I know that it is. It is an old line, but it was. Still, it's still the old ones are the gold ones. Oh yeah, but yeah. you know, there's As no I point said, running. You'll only die tired. Vincent Churchill's lines. Oh, he had some crackers. Absolute anyway. crackers. So, we we uh, as I mentioned, uh, this I, is the 250th anniversary of the Lighthouse, and we are going to do an investigation there. And uh, you'll be able to see it, I think. I think we're going to put it up. I'm not sure uh, which arrow he's doing on it. But anyways, uh, 
lighthouses in the United States, every single one of them seems like to have a, a, a ghost story home. Is it the same in the UK? Uh, not quite. Uh, we have many lighthouses. As obviously, we're surrounded by the water. Yeah. Um, but we do have some notable ghost stories attached to our lighthouses, but not every lighthouse has a ghost. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, that's a yeah, shame. I mean, you, you will be aware of the Smalls Lighthouse. The Smalls? Um, that's, well, that's off the Welsh coast, not very far from here. Well, it's about Is that the one where three men disappeared? Well, it was the two keepers. And one keeper, they'd had a fight on land before they went out to the light. And whilst they were out at sea, uh, one of the keepers died because uh, it was a double man lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other one, fearing that people would get, blame him, uh, lashed the body, wrapped the body in canvas and lashed it to the outside of the light um, Ouch. platform. And there was a huge storm. Uh, and he was trapped on the lighthouse for, uh, I think it was about two and a half months. Ooh. And meanwhile, this other, his, his colleague, um, who was outside in the weather and falling to bits. Um, yes, he would. Yeah, bits of himself. But you guys in the UK, like, you should be used to that. You used to do that well, to all your bodies. <laughs> well, uh, Not by, the time they, by the time they eventually got to this poor, this poor wretch, um, mm-hmm. and... Uh, the surviving poor wretch, not the dead poor wretch. Um, he was stark staring mad. And from then on, it was uh, decreed by Trinity House, who control all our lighthouses and still do, um, that they would always triple man lighthouses. Oh. Or triple man the lighthouses that are offshore, because we have coastal lighthouses right. and they, they don't have the same. Is there a lighthouse by your house? Oh, there are many. Um, oh, okay. From uh, we can actually see one from from uh, we can see the light from one, I should say, uh, which is Strumble Head Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. We have another at St Anne's Head. We have the Smalls Lighthouse. We have them then multiple lighthouses of the because uh, the west coast of Wales is very rocky and very exposed, and there are a number of shoals and reefs, and of course each of them has their own lighthouse uh, on the east coast. Associated with them. Well, the Smalls does. Um, yeah, you chose that one. Yeah. And um, one other, which is uh, uh, St. Anne's Head Lighthouse has got a ghost. That's the nearest one to us. Um, but we also have what is possibly the smallest lighthouse in the world. And I know we've joked about this in the past. Yeah. Uh, because all of our lighthouses are operated by Trinity House, which is an organization that goes back several hundred years and um the uh, master of trinity house is a member of the royal family it's currently the duke of kent i think it is and um they control our lights unlike in america um were i don't know who who who's in charge of actually the light itself um, the coast guard the coast guard well here trinity house control the building all its operations the functioning of the light everything and that also extends to buoys buoys at sea light vessels light ships yeah. and all of the um now there used to be the lighthouse service uh, originally they had the lighthouse service but mm-hmm. uh then uh that's pretty much the coast guard's responsibility now well over here it's all done by trinity house now a lot of harbors of course have a light at the end of the harbor and that's 
bit controlled by the port authority or the harbour authority, except for one. Uh, the one in uh, there's one harbour in West Wales where they it, it's an old uh, Victorian lamp um, mm-hmm. lamp standard, a cast iron lamp standard about 15 feet high mm-hmm. uh, with a red light in it. And that red light, due to a quirk, is controlled by Trinity House, which means that that lamppost is a lighthouse. <laughs> is it electric? <laughs> Yeah, it's got an ele- okay. a red electric bulb in the top of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's it's because because of a quirk uh, where they couldn't define out who was going to you know take take charge of it, the, the harbour authority or somebody else. Trinity House had to take over, and therefore it became officially designated as a lighthouse. Yeah, that's funny. So we have a light a lamp standard that's a lighthouse, which probably is the world's smallest lighthouse. I guess it would. Uh, Jeremy says there's one in South Carolina. This or not one of the Carolinas. Uh, it's similar to the, the same. Oh well, there we are. Just saying. Uh, but anyway, one of the most famous ghost stories we have here is about the, uh, you know, families used to uh, man the lighthouses in in mm-hmm. the uh, U.S. Uh, you know, you you get a husband and a wife, and, and sometimes mm-hmm. they get children as well. But there's a famous story about uh, it's it's right off our coast about a lighthouse where uh, this uh, husband and wife uh, were the lighthouse keeper and she always wanted to play the piano so uh, he bought her a piano and they had it shipped out to the lighthouse and uh, during that winter was a harsh winter and she learned to play the piano and then. What uh, the story goes is that there was only one piece of music. And so the music (laughs) that the wife played drove the husband crazy. And he put the axe to her and also the piano. And they say if you go by that lighthouse today on a calm night, you can still hear the piano playing. I can imagine it would. Mm Mm-hmm. There's some, some neat stories uh, about there are. I mean, well, I think it's not just lighthouses, is it? Um, it? It's think of the location of a lighthouse. You know, it's it's on an exposed rocky promontory or, or an ice, I, on an island or or just, you know, or just in the like, water, actually. <laughs> yeah, just standing in the water. Um, but it's isolated from the community. It's a, it's. It's a world on its own, and it's a world where the imagination can run wild. And when you are close to the sea, you know, I live near the, very near the ocean, and you, you know, just sitting at the harbour side at night when it's dark, and you can see the lights and hear the sounds, and the imagination kicks in. And you can hear the you know the slop 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 and the splash and is that something coming out of the water? Is that something swimming past? Is that <laughs> you hear the you know you hear occasional noises of wind in in rigging of ships or whistling through you know the structures that are nearby or and it's like what was that sound? Did I you really know, hear that? I know it. Uh, I you I, know I, they showed Jaws the movie tonight. And there's a oh. there's a couple of moments in that where he where Spielberg really captures that sort of atmosphere of being yeah. by the sea after dark. The uh, the sea is intriguing, um, as you know. I've investigated a ton of lighthouses, 
but uh, one particular Rose Island, uh, where we had that table tipping, remember that table tipping mm -hmm. video that I had? Mm -hmm. But anyways, uh, there was always a story that if you went into the lighthouse, you could hear children crying. So we went up that night and it sure sounded like children crying, but what it really was, was seagulls. Huh. You know, they had that that uh, sound that they, they used to make. And the other thing, and, and you know this yourself, and, and you're investigating of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse with me many times, is that when you're on the water like that, uh, voices carry, sounds carry. Oh, they do. Absolutely, yeah. they do. Definitely, they do. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I, from my, not just Portsmouth Harbor, but just being by the ocean at night, right. you can hear sound from far, far further away. Uh, thing you and it's especially at night right um because i think at night your senses they change um or they 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 become enhanced or they they, they work in a different way sharper yeah. and uh one of my one of my favorite experiences um visiting the states visiting with you was the first trip over when we went out on the um night cruise oh, yeah. uh, and coming back in, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about that today. You know, the the atmosphere is, you know, on that boat, and mm. just that quiet sound of the because it was a flat, calm night. Um, and you know, I mean, I was in the domain of sea monsters and whalers, and mm -hmm. you know, it, it's a special place, the ocean. I thought. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're living in Utah or Idaho, you haven't got a clue what we're talking about. No, not a clue. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It, it, it's definitely or Wisconsin. Intriguing. But isn't it? Isn't it? I guess interesting is the word, and a little bit more than interesting. Isn't it intriguing that there are so many stories that always has that line in it? And on a calm night, if you listen real carefully, yeah. you can hear blank and just fill it in because that's... and those those are very old stories because um here in in britain we have a number of submerged villages or towns where the sea has inundated the coast oh, yeah. and drowned the town and um these stories a lot of these stories go right the way back you know to pre-victorian era so two two three hundred years and they always have that great line in and on a on a calm night or on a stormy night there's always one one yeah, or one the, or the other. other yeah you can still hear the bells in the church ringing tolling yeah. from beneath the ocean waves yeah yeah you can still hear the screams of the things or the or the blast of the uh the or the cry of the gulls as they swoop yeah. down and steal your <laughs> chips. Yeah, that's shit on you, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Again, yeah. if you're in Utah or, or uh, you have yeah, no idea what we're talking clue about. What we're about. <laughs> Do you know I've never lived more than half a mile from the ocean in my entire life? That I don't think I could. Cool. I don't think I could. That's pretty cool, I, actually. I, I I really don't think I could. Uh, you know, for me, I've always lived you know within sight and smell because you can always smell when you're near the ocean you can always smell that for better or worse <laughs> sometimes <laughs> oh you can certainly smell when we were down i mean one of the great you know you sort of we'd get off the plane in boston we get in the car and we drive up to salisbury beach and we knew when we arrived even if our eyes were shut be because of the marshes 
and they're very distinct well it was the it was the the smell of the marshes and the sound of the cicadas ah well yep depending on time of year did did you get did you see that what was it called the generation x 17 year millions of cicadas all over the place made the news over here apparently every 17 years billions of cicadas yeah, that's a, that's a, a normal thing uh, here in the Did States. Did that happen in New England? No. Thank God for that. That's just a sudden thing. So one thing they have down here is, is uh, yeah. Did you Next. see that other thing, though? I mean, I, I, did you did catch you the, the I, other thing? The other thing from Australia. Australia. Because uh, this is Ghost Chronicles. Yeah, called, called a brood. Bride. Brood. Oh. Brood, I think the word is. Yeah, it is um, brood. I was yeah. looking at it wrong. <laughs> they in Australia, um, they had a similar thing, Bruce, uh, where there was millions of mice. Um, yeah. Absolutely millions of mice running all over the place. Incredible. We had we had years years back. We had the gypsy moth invasion, uh, which they deforested tons of stuff up here in New England. You used to take the special stuff and put it around the tree. You could still see some of the trees where the marks are from this stuff you would put on to prevent the gypsy moss from going up uh, and eating the leaves off the trees. But they, I would, I remember I'd have to wash the driveway off of the, with the hose to, so Jan could come home from work and uh, not run over a million gypsy moths. <laughs> Well, I, I only remember one one similar thing as a kid. Uh, the summer of '76, um, we had uh, an inundation of ladybugs, you know, the the red bugs with the black dots on little oh, ladybugs. Yeah. Those are, and those are there was billions, I mean billions of them. Um, mm-hmm. And we used to collect them in jam jars, uh, just <laughs> basic shovel them up, um, literally with a shovel, and chuck them in jars, and then they were gone. Um, you know, a few they only lasted about four or five days, but mm. billions every we looked, every road, every sidewalk, um, every house cart was just red, it was like blood, huh. rivers of uh, blood. But it was just li- so, rivers of ladybugs. Since Roy called it the brood, I, I'm guessing that down in Texas they must have them down there as well. So, uh, I'm waiting for him to tell us now. Yeah, oh, he's typing. He's go. gonna tell us. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they had him in Texas. <laughs> of course they did. Bigger and better wild. in Texas. <laughs> oh no, must have been a. There is. Yeah, that's what I saw in the news. The, the there was a report and it showed you how loud they were. It was about a hundred decibels. He said it was like super loud. Jet, he said yep. jet engine volume apparently. Right. Yeah. Get there out there a... with the bug spray. There was uh, in in Seattle. There was in Seattle. They they had strange sounds that they they didn't know where it was coming from. They thought it was, uh, um, no oh God, there it goes. Um, Wasn't a they, cicada. They thought it was uh, the government uh, running cigarette tests, sonar tests, and everything else. They had this this whole village was inundated by these sounds, but they they finally figured it out. It was these fish. That was their mating thing, and it could be heard. They were, uh, they were so it was pretty weird. And there have been other ones where, where woman, frogs, frogs have created sounds like that. Yeah, there's a woman uh, two streets away from where we live that has a very loud mating call. <laughs> On that note, I think we're going to wrap it up. <laughs>
Uh, anyway, all right. That's killed it. <laughs> yeah, that's done it. That's done us in. So uh, check out uh, Steve on uh, the West Files, his show on purewestradio.com. What was it? Purewestradio.com. Purewestradio.com. And do they speak English or is it all in Welsh? No, it's all in English. Oh, good, 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 good. And you have guests on your show, Except for the Welsh language show. You have you have guests on your show. We do. We it's it's primarily focused. Obviously, it's local radio, so it looks at the local um, West Whalian type haunts. But we do yeah. have you know Richard's been on the show, and we've talked about UFOs because there is a very famous UFO triangle here in West Wales, the Dubbed Triangle. You've had mediums on the show. You've had we've ghost had mediums, groups. witches, fairies, um, mm-hmm. you name it. Uh, the Trump. West Files is is the is the show where that will take the guests that nobody else wants. There you go. All right, so we got to wrap it up. Uh, we want to thank everyone for listening, and stay tuned for Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation with my special guest Jeremy Library. Yeah, Library Lighthouse History and Jeremy Dontremont. And uh, he's, he does so many library talks. Maybe he is a library historian. I don't know. Anyways, uh, today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Glant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our good friends on Patreon, on Ghost Chronicles Radio, right here. And you've been listening on uh, Tojanet and Pararex Radio. And uh, check out the morning edition now available on Tojanet. Uh, Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition. So, till next time, good night, and God bless, and we'll see you on the other side for uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Thanks, Steve. As we, and as we say in Wales, no study. Yeah, it's easy for you to say. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us good lord.